The following podcast is a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be sent to DeSantisProd at gmail.com. Are you talking shift? We are. It's time for the We're Talking Shift podcast. Now, now, now. Here to talk shift are your hosts, Lori Bischoff and Candace Parisi. We're talking shift. Hello, I am Candace Parisi. Hi, everyone. I'm Lori Bischoff, and we're talking shift. So uh, today, um, well, our guest today is not Jim Carrey. <laughs> but Jim, if you're listening right now... My phone number is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He was gonna be. He was gonna be. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. We were, yeah. 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 We're. Yeah. I think. Right. Uh, I think that Jim Carrey. Yeah, would be a great guest. <laughs> would be a great guest. <laughs> so that was that was our version of like an affirmation, right? So. It's mm, be- he's the king of affirmations. Yes, he is. He yeah. is. He's into that law of attraction shit for right? sure. Right. I saw so, him on Oprah. What did you see? Yeah, uh, yeah, I've seen. I saw him on Oprah a long time ago. Um, like I don't know, nineteen eighty-six, I think. Uh, sometime in the sometime in the mid or late eighties, I don't remember exactly. I think that's when it was. Um, anyway, but I yeah, I saw him on there talking about the law of attraction, which we've talked about before, and uh, and what what uh, stuck with me was, um, when he said that he had written himself, you know, back when he was still starting out and getting going, um, before he was a big name, he had written himself a blank check, um, for $10 million, you know, for services rendered. Uh, so it's basically his version of, you know, an affirmation or a, like a vision board type of action, um, and, um, tucked that away. Uh, and then he dated it so that, uh, he, expected to receive that by a particular date. And then of course, as the story goes, uh, he did, he did. And that was something that he was sharing on Oprah, which is, uh, which is pretty cool actually. Yeah. He's a pretty cool guy. I'm into Jim Carrey. I've always been into him. I think that he's gutsy. Mm -hmm. He has a new show. What's it called? It's, uh, it's called kidding, kidding. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've seen it. Yeah, I saw the first episode. It's like uh, it's he's a sweet guy, right? He's a uh, he's like Mister Rogers. Yeah, he's like Mister Rogers, but he wants to tell the kids the truth about things that are really hard because he's having hard times in his mm-hmm. life. I think that's an interesting show. It it is. I just uh, there's only two episodes out. It's new. I just watched the second one a couple of nights ago, and uh, yeah, he's like Mister Rogers with um, really bad hair, and mm-hmm. uh, but he's like this. He's like this super sweet, lovable, you know, nerdy but big heart kind of you know the a world of wisdom in his in his heart and his head, and how he's trying to navigate some pretty upsetting and. Um, uh, I would say, hmm, upsetting is a, is the light way to put it. Some pretty serious stuff that's happened mm-hmm. in his life, you know, that, the that people have to deal with. So trying to do that in a way, um, that isn't totally rocking his world and keep it together. And yet 
be honest and share what's going on um, with his TV audience. It's re- it's very interesting. I'm I'm gonna I'm curious to see how this is gonna evolve. He is an amazing performer. I've always been a fan too. I mean, I was a fan from the very first time I saw him. Um, God, what was uh? I think the first time I saw him was Ace Ventura. I can't remember mm. what was the, mm-hmm. the mat. Was it the yeah? I think it was Ace Ventura, and I fell in love with him. Yeah, I think that every single movie i've seen all of his movies i'm a fan and every single one of his movies has some kind of underlining thing that is very gutsy i think he's always uh he's always pushing some sort of envelope when it comes to you either being more comfortable with yourself with you growing with you seeing the world differently he is always pushing that envelope i think that everything he does Right now, he's he's making a bunch of art. Like he's he's being a, a a very eccentric arts guy. He he goes in all of these different directions without giving a fuck about what people think. And I think that's interesting. I think so many people, especially in show business, can stay in that cookie cutter type mm-hmm. of space where you're safe. And he pushes that safe boundary. Over and over again. I yeah. think it's interesting. Yeah, I I think so too. I think um, I think especially when you're anyone that's in the public eye and you no longer have the luxury of anonymity. Um, if you want to do something uh, that's outside the norm, that is taking a risk. Um, of being criticized, then that takes a lot of, uh, that takes a lot of chutzpah. And I think that a lot of people that are, you know, in that position where everybody's in your business and everybody knows what's going on, um, or at least thinks they do, um, you know, on the surface, uh, you take a risk when you're going to do something that is maybe out, not acceptable to everybody. Cause you're going to, you know, you're going to risk being called a, uh, you know, a wing nut or, or you're crazy, you're losing it. Um, you know, you're out of touch, whatever. Um, and for some people that even means taking a risk with, um, being paid to do what they do. I mean, I think that's why even a lot of celebrities, um, are quiet about their, even like their political beliefs, because, you know, if you come out, you're taking a risk and it could impact your work. And so I think uh, it is really uh, bold of anyone to um, to come out and go, you know what, I've been on um, a spiritual journey, for example, you know, is talking about Jim Carrey and and um, and be able to uh, be OK with the stuff that's going to be said about them. Shirley MacLaine did the same thing back in the eighties, um, with when she was on her, you know, quest to her spiritual awakening and she dared to put it out there to the public. And wow, did she get hammered? (laughs) She sure did. And she, she put herself out there, though, and she said, I don't care. And you have to have that thick skin. And I think a lot of people don't have that thick skin. Mm-hmm. And Shirley MacLaine did it. She walked mm-hmm. the Camino de Santiago. She mm-hmm. she put all of this very foo-foo-y spiritual stuff that people didn't get yet way back in the day. And people were like, oh, I don't think I'm into you. But she didn't care. She put herself out there more. Mm-hmm. I, I 
I remember you and I, we, we were sitting in a restaurant and um, in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And I had been uh, traveling a bunch and kind of doing a bunch of other stuff and hadn't been working as an intuitive, as a psychic for a little while. I took a little break uh, for myself and I wanted to come back to it. I was ready. I was ready to, to go for it again. And I was sitting there with you and I remember this moment where... I said, you know, I want, uh, uh, this is what I am. I'm a psychic and I'm, I'm ready to come back into the world and, and show my gifts off be, and be who I am. Um, the thing is, is that I have a problem with the word psychic. You remember that conversation? Uh, yeah, not word for word like you seem to, but yes, I remember having the conversation. Yeah. And you were like, why, what is it that you have a problem with? What Mm -hmm. is it that you have? Um, I said, well, you know, the word psychic, I mean, people are, have all sorts of bullshit, you know, but psychics are, you know, all sorts of things right now. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, mostly negative. And so I didn't, I, maybe I wanted to play off of it and say intuitive counselor or something else. And, um, there was a feeling, a push into, well, why don't you just say what you are and who cares what other people think? And I think that, um, I think that in my profession, there is a lot of judgment and I simply do not care. And I think that at that point I was like, all right, what do I do here? But I quickly got to the place where I found my guts, you yeah. know, I, and I was like, you know what? People are going to judge. People are going to have all sorts of things to say. And this is still who I am. So this is it. And I, I think that that's where a lot of people have to come. You don't have to be famous to come to that place. You could really want to be something and your family doesn't accept you or your, your spouse doesn't accept you or the small group of friends that you have doesn't accept you or the whole world doesn't accept you, but you do it anyway because your heart tells you to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah. And it takes a, uh, I think it takes a lot of courage to yield to the calling of your heart when you know that you're going to be judged and you're going to uh, experience disapproval. And that's a, that is a, that's a hard thing for a lot of people. A lot of us at one point in our lives, um, we give in, we don't, we don't want the judgment. We don't want the disapproval. We want to fit in. We want everyone's approval. So a lot of times we give in to some of those things that are really calling us to do something or to say something or to, you know, to become something. Um, and, uh, it does, it takes, uh, it takes a lot of courage and just imagine some of the, some of the greatest, um, masters and teachers and leaders, uh, that we know of it, throughout history, the same thing happened to them. And wow, where would we be if they caved and didn't, you know, do what they were called to do? Just imagine all of the amazing, you know, words of wisdom and movements that maybe wouldn't have happened or wouldn't have happened at the, that time because, um, because people were too afraid to follow the calling of their heart. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to make sense to anybody right. else, right? It doesn't have to be something that anybody else is 
ever said is okay. You just follow your own truth. And in, I think that in following your own truth, the, the more that I do that in my life, and I, I feel like I fully do that, the more I do that in my life, the more like life kind of takes care of me and it's okay. It's okay. You know, somebody's judgment. I, I think that it's in seeing people's judgment and going, okay, so they judge as much as they do because they judge themselves first. People treat other people how they treat themselves. And so it's in feeling sorry for that and going, okay, I understand where you're coming from. I don't take it personally. This is still who I am, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and moving forward in your life. And I think that we can get stuck in our own stuff and not do that and forget that. And yeah, well, I think when we're not, um, when we're not able at whatever speed to, you know, follow what it is, um, is, is pulling at us or calling to us, um, that, that being stuck definitely manifests itself in some sort of, um, some sort of, uh, unwellness and it might be physical unwellness. It might be emotional unwellness. You know, I mean, there's going to be something that is out of harmony with you as an individual. If you are suppressing what your, you know, what your soul is yearning to do in this life. Mm-hmm. Some people even commit suicide for that shit. Like people feel like really like they are be they're gay or they're transsexual or they're all of these different things that are happening in life right now. And they can't be that. And so they feel constricted and they feel judged and they feel lost and they don't know what to do next. And there's nobody rallying for them. And so there, you know, I think that there's, uh, that's hard for people because they, people have a hard time just simply rallying for themselves. They need a cheerleading team. Human beings need people. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. And, uh, yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a, that's a sad thing when, you know, because of our, either the way you've been conditioned, um, as you were growing up or, um, you know, from the people that influence you or societal, um, beliefs and values, but either way, whatever those influences are that have caused you to become so disconnected with your own self Mm -hmm. that, that you've lost that ability to, um, or maybe you never had it. Maybe it wasn't, you know, taught to you from the, from the beginning, but you, that you've lost the ability to love yourself enough and to care yourself enough to be, um, to care about yourself enough, to be selfish enough to do the things that feed you without being concerned about, um, how it's going to come off to anybody else. That's, that's a very tricky road for so many of us to navigate. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, but it's something that if we can, if we can grab onto something and whether that's through, you know, a a book you read or a quote that you see or a friend or a group or something that just gives you that little, um, rope, you know, to grab like a little life-saving rope to grab onto, to go, wait a sec, maybe, maybe I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there is something 
maybe there is a reason for me. Maybe there is um, a thing that I need to just, if I could just do this, it'll bridge the gap and then I'll get to the next step. You know, it's almost like going up a stairway, I think, when you're um, just one step at a time. Mm-hmm. And you can, to connect, really, it's about connecting back with yourself then and and valuing yourself and and just believing that whatever it is you feel like you need to be in in this life and in this life experience, it's o- it's okay to be that. It's okay. Yeah. And what a fun life. Like, you know, like when we're kids, one minute we want to be Superman, the next minute we want to be a doctor, the next minute we want to, you know, learn how to D-D-D-D. Like there's always... We're we're in a openness that as adults we narrow in and we forget that we can literally do whatever the fuck we want. We can be whatever we want. We can have whatever we want. We can really like experience this life however we want to and become whatever person that we feel like we want to. And a lot of it has to do with showing up, showing up to who you are day after day and whatever that looks like for you. And, and I think that, um, I think we forget, we forget that there, there was a little person in us that wanted to be Superman, that wanted to be a veterinarian, that wanted to be all of these special things that as an adult, we dim down and we dumb down to like, I guess I'm going to be an accountant, which is not a bad thing. You know, accountants, we need accountants. I need an accountant. But I sure do. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. An accountant is important. But I'm saying like, yeah, be, yeah. be all of the things that actually make you happy or why the fuck are you doing any of this? And when you're a kid, you have a really strong grasp of that. You're like, I am going to get on this swing set and I'm going to fucking swing my ass <laughs> off right now. And you just go for it. And as yes. adults, we forget to go for it. I I think so. And that's so funny you say that because while we've been sitting here talking and I'm thinking back and I'm like, you know what? I don't remember ever having one aspiration about wanting to be something when I was a kid. I, I like, I didn't have that, oh, I'm going to be a, an artist or I'm going to be a nurse or I'm going to be a right. lawyer. I, I had none of that. Mm. Um, but I definitely was a banshee on the swing set. For sure. <laughs> I, I was a queen. <laughs> this is going to sound, I don't mean it like this, but I was a queen swinger. <laughs> yeah, you were. Yeah, you were. So, Nothing has changed. Okay, okay, I was five. I was five. Come on. I, seriously. But yeah. <laughs> I did. Yeah. The first memory that I have of deciding, oh, I think I want to be that was when I was like, 14 and I was really into that show Charlie's Angels and I thought I wanted to be an angel <laughs> like that okay. yeah like a yeah. private detective yeah right for a minute, yeah for a minute right for a minute I wanted to do that and then by the time I was you know 17 then I started to know um okay this is what I want to be or do um but but prior to that, like when I was a kid, it was just all about what am I going to, what am I going to do today? You know, what, which park and which swing set am I going to go, you know, hang out on today? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that movie, uh, Gremlins? No. 
Oh my gosh. All right. So your homework is to watch the gremlins. So the gremlins is this movie <laughs> where there's all these little creatures that as long as they, they don't get into water, they're like really nice creatures. But if they get like water touches them, they become these like creepy gremlins. Mm. And so there, <laughs> and so there's this one, character called gizmo who is this cute little fuzzy alien gremlin thing and so when i was six years old i had one of these gremlins and i would keep it in my backpack and take it with me everywhere to school to kindergarten to first grade to second grade i think even to third grade and my aspiration in life was that I wanted this gremlin to be like a real life thing that I could show off to people. And like, I was the one Mm -hmm. you have to watch this movie to understand. I was the one that had this, this cute little thing that was so adorable. Well, we will watch this together when we're around each other. And so I would pull it out of my backpack and people like, Ooh, what's that? And I'd be like, no, 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 not now. And I would put it back in the backpack and I would, carry this little thing everywhere with me and I was sure that this was like my my thing like in my life I was going to be the mother (laughs) of this like fantastic creature and that everybody was going to want to see it but I was going to you know I was going to show them off sometimes never let them eat after midnight or or get wet there's Mm -hmm. all these rules to the gremlin Wow. <laughs> and so I would show them off in class and I would be like, I am, I have the gremlin. Check it out. And people would be like, oh, because it was a big movie. Oh. And I'd be like, no, no, no. Don't touch it. It's only mine. And so I had this whole fantasy mm-hmm. of having this amazing little creature that was mine. And as I grew into seven eight years old as I grew into nine and 10, I wanted to be different things. And I wanted, I had different aspirations. They weren't so fantasy based, but they, uh, they definitely were still like, you know, like big to me. They meant something to me. I wanted to be a veterinarian. I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to express, you know, be a cop. I wanted to try all of these different things. And as we get older, You know, Mm -hmm. as I'm about to turn 41 years old, I think that I want to make sure that I'm always keeping that same kind of innocence and openness Mm -hmm. to being gutsy, like Mm -hmm. Jim Carrey, just being gutsy, being gutsy to whatever comes and saying, okay, well, now I'm an artist or now I'm this and telling the truth all the time and not Mm -hmm. getting stuck in somebody else's idea of me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of his message too, that you hear him talking about is, um, and by the way, thank you for sharing about your gremlins. I'm picturing, uh, (laughs) your gremlin safely stored away in a box inside your Yahtzee cup. Um, (laughs) okay. But, but anyway, back to Jim and Shirley. Um, yeah, I think that, uh, I think you're right. And part of his, um, thing that you hear him talking about a lot is, you know, Jim, I'm not, he's not that person. I'm not Jim Carrey. You're not who you are. Nobody is who they are. None of us really exist. And he's taught, he goes off onto these, you know, 
really, um, oh, what's the word? Uh, mm, I'll just, I'll use the word enlightened, uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, ruminations. And, and, and so again, though, he's risking people going, he's lost it. He's nuts. He's out there. Um, and if you don't understand, you know, a lot of it is you're, we're limited by our vocabulary to try to explain and define things that are beyond our hundred percent scope of understanding. So you take a risk when you have an understanding that we don't even have, uh, most of us have words and language and concepts to really accurately convey. And then you try to do it. Uh, you take a risk of being misunderstood or, you know, um, or people just thinking that, that you're crazy. And I think it's, um, admirable of him to, to be sharing his spiritual journey, which, yeah, has included him reinventing himself or not maybe reinventing, but just, um, uh, living the other dimensions and layers of, of himself, who he wants to be, what he wants to do. And it is a really cool, uh, demonstration, which gives other people permission when they see people doing that, just being whatever, um, uh, you know, case or I'm going to do this now. It gives us, it gives other people permission to do the same where before they might've went, Oh, I don't know. But when you're bold enough or brave enough to do that, it makes other people go, well, if they could do it, then maybe I could do it. And so you really do not only yourself a service by, uh, allowing yourself to, to express what it, whatever it is, you know, you want to express now, but you are being of service to other people because now they feel like they can do that too. Um, yeah, it, he's, uh, he's, he's an amazing person. And, um, I think that, uh, he's a great example for, um, for everyone to just go, Hey, you know what? Um, you're, you know, he's in his, uh, mid to late fifties and, He's like, oh, I'm going to be this now. I'm going to do that now. It, you know, we don't have, there is not, there doesn't have to be a stopping point. Once you, you know, even if you have been um, an accountant all your life and maybe um, you've loved it and then you get to a point where you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to do something else. But I think, uh, I think if you have that mentality where, oh yeah, but this is what I've done all my life. And now I'm, you know, at this point it's too late when you, that's a real danger point right there when you think, but it's too late for me to do something new or learn something new or do things in a different way. That's where the danger zone is that so many people fall into that trap. Agreed. Be bold enough. Be brave enough to be something different. Maybe even tomorrow, you know, maybe even tomorrow you're, you're sure today, today I am, in love with this person. This is what my life looks like. I'm super happy. And maybe that all changes tomorrow, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's the adventure of life. Yeah. And that's what it should be. Mm. And it should be, I I think if you could look at it like an adventure and if you could look at it like, um, you know, a lot of times I look at it as, uh, as a play, Mm. like, Mm -hmm okay, we're all this ensemble cast and we all are, um, players in each other's like movie. You Mm. know what I mean? And, and it's all just this great big performance that we, that we came together to play this, you know, 
this game of life and to, to do these performances. And sometimes it just, uh, I think, it, I think thinking of things in a different way and even in a more playful way, uh, it, it just, I think it's helpful to just expand your thinking a little bit and to get us out of sometimes when we get in a rut of getting too serious or too caught up in things that are in the big scheme of things aren't so aren't really as important as we make them out to be Mm-mm. finding. Yeah. Yeah. It's being, being courageous enough, being bold enough to walk the walk and talk the talk of who you are and it might change and you being open to that. I think that uh, Jim Carrey is a walking, talking version of that. And so many other people are as well. And sometimes we need examples in our life, like you said, of people who are really showing up to how they are and they're still messy and they still aren't, you know, all of the things that they want to be and they still are growing. Right. Um, but I don't think you need to be perfect in order to mm-hmm. be what you want to be. I think that that's what makes you who you are is the all of the messy stuff, all of the things about you that are that are just you and nobody else. Yeah. Yeah. I think we didn't come here for perfection. I think that's where we came from. Uh, so we come here to experience everything but perfection. Uh because it's, you know, that's what life is. It's just, it's all of these, you know, the, these sensory things. So I think you're right. Um, I think and doing I'm all those things. I'm open in the opposite direction too. I'm open to, um, you know, what is perfection and maybe this is it. Maybe being messy is perfect and maybe we are in our best case scenario, even in the moments where we don't feel we are. What is telling us we're not perfect our brains and you know and so is it trustworthy i don't know and so i i hear what you're saying and i also like the opposite of that i like the idea that you know what then there's something else that you could be if you were and i think that Mm -hmm. being really really cool with who you are is is your perfection that's the idea around it Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I get that. I think just, you know, can we just take the word perfection out of it? Can we just be just, and and just being is just fine. And, and, you know, to tap, um, or to, to add a little tag onto the end of that, um, you know, being courageous enough to walk your walk and talk your talk. And the, the, the key part of that is without concern for what anybody else says or thinks that's, that's where your true freedom lies with no concern. Yeah, it's just being your sexy self, no matter what. <laughs> just, just being, just waking up and going, "Yep, this is it," and I'm fucking great. I'm good, and I'm good with it. I'm okay I'm with, with it. it. I'm good with it. Yep, I'm okay. I'm. It's the. It, that's all that matters is that I'm okay with it. I got a backpack full of gremlins, and I'm just gonna do this life. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably why I didn't watch that movie because I am not into especially when I was younger. Yeah, scary anything that would fall into the category it's not of the scary. Scary? It's not. It's not scary. Oh. No. Okay. All right. Well, it's I thought maybe life. I can't wait for you to watch okay. it. Watch okay. It All right. I'll watch it now. I'm I'm a, I'm an I'm an adult and I can, you know, I can process this in a way that isn't going to scare the crap out of me. Okay. All right, we'll do it. We'll do it. So, okay, Gremlins, you're up. And uh yeah, that's all I got to say about that today. What about you? I think uh this has been a wonderful time with you. Thank you. 
Thank you, my dear. Thank you. So, all right then. Um, hey, you know, uh, everyone, you can find us on iTunes. So please uh, have our backs go there. Give us a rating. Give us some stars. And we'd love to have your feedback. You can also find us on Patreon. And we would love it if you would go there and become part of our Give a Buck movement. I'm not going to spill the beans about it now. Just go check it out, please. Patreon.com. We're talking shift podcast. And if you would like a private session with Lori Bischoff or myself, you would go to We're Talking Shift Podcast.com and check us out on Facebook, Instagram, all over the internet. Everybody knows about us at We're Talking Shift Podcast. Sweet. So y'all go out and uh, have a great day. Make some shift happen. You too, Gary B. The preceding podcast was a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be directed to desantisprod at gmail.com.